Hello, guys. Welcome to the first virtual 2022 Ward 20 debate in the city of Toronto. Uh, you know, it's in Scarborough, guys. Uh, I, I love Scarborough. I lived there for a year. So it's, it's important. It's part of Toronto, and it needs to be recognized, and it needs to be taken care of. So I am your host, Matthew King. With me today is my new co-host, Ebony. She just stepped away for a moment. And, uh, you know, this debate is brought to you guys and all of the listeners by the podcast This Time in History and by our sponsor, which is a uh, not-for-profit called Triumph Over Trauma. They're uh, a not-for-profit that I started uh, to address the serious lack of accessibility to free mental health therapy in the province of Ontario. We're in our funding stage right now. Uh, if you guys go and follow us on Twitter or Instagram, there's a GoFundMe page or a link. If you guys could share it, that'd be great. Uh, it will be included in the show notes along with both of your uh, websites. So there's that to listen, uh, look forward to. Guys, the uh, so going back to the uh, not-for-profit for a second, now, this not-for-profit is going to see everybody, no matter of income, age, sex, race, gender, does not matter. So, with that, here are the rules. The debate is going to consist of four categories. You'll have an opening statement and a closing statement. Inside the four categories, there'll be two questions each, ask back-to-back. You'll have a chance to answer, and then we can debate. In the event that somebody else joins us as everybody was uh, invited to this debate, we will accompany we will accompany them and, and catch them up to speed. In the meantime, let's get started. And be, on behalf of Ebony, she and I wish you all the luck. So uh, let's start off with, start off with uh, Philip. Go ahead Philip, with your ahead opening with statement. Your opening statement. All right. Uh, All right. Sounds good. Um, hey, guys. Um, hold, hold on one second. Ebony. My name is some... Philip Mills. Okay. No, no, nope. Philip. Wait, uh, Ebony, you got some feedback. Oh, did I? I just wanted to say hi. You can't hear me? No, no. I can hear you. It's just that uh, for some reason there was some feedback. Oh, is it better oh, no, now? I think she got it. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, I can't, I can't hear it now. Yeah. Okay. So I just wanted to say hi, everybody, and uh, I'm glad to be here. Um, just my one daughter is sick, so I'm just kind of running around in the background taking care of kids for a moment. We're going to go get her some Tylenol. Awesome. I just, uh, when they're done giving their opening statements, Ebony, I'm just going to need you to ask your question, but we have time until then. Go ahead, Philip. Okay. Um, uh, my name is Philip Mills. Um, I've lived in Scarborough Southwest for the past uh, 10 years. I work downtown as a uh, concierge supervisor. Uh, I've said before, I make $40,000 a year and uh, the city is an expensive city and it's it's crushing to live in the city as it is and I feel like I'd like to be a voice for lower income people, people uh, who are on Ontario Works, people on ODSP, uh, unhoused people. I just like uh, I don't feel like there's that representation of those people on city council so I feel like that's my number one uh, priority is those are our most vulnerable communities. Thank you. Uh, Corey, it's your turn. Go ahead. Oh, you're, you're muted. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I'm Corey David. I grew up in Scarborough Southwest. Uh, I've lived there for about 20 past 30 years. I've lived downtown a bit off in between those times. I'm currently a machinist uh, working in metal fabrication in Scarborough, uh, near Progress Road in Markham. Um, I've always considered myself a socialist, but about six years, I became active politically um, through socialist action and through uh, the NDP. Um, I started uh, educating and participating in actions and, and demonstrations and, and organizing. Um, I was arrested last year for defending uh, homeless people or, or houseless people at Lamport Stadium and uh, beaten my police. Um, I'd also agree with uh, Philip that the city is is expensive, and I think there's there's clear reasons for it. I think that um, you can see sort of the, the parasitic uh, practices of developers and, and uh, corporations that the city itself has facilitated over the past, uh, well, whatever, decades, really. Um, 
So I think that that needs to be a stop. I think that um, there needs to be a serious in investment in social housing. In fact, I think that social housing should take the place of a, a corporate housing. So that's one of the pillars of my campaign, along with um, getting rid of the, the, the terrible carceral system, which uh, targets uh, minorities and, and poor people across the city. Um, so yeah, um, I ran last year in the, in the by-election in Scarborough Asian Court, and um, and that's, uh, that's a brief summary of my experience. Well, thank Thanks. you for joining us. And thank you again, Philip, for joining us as well. Uh, Ebony, if you can hear me, um, do you have your question ready? Okay, so we'll start with my... Oh, here we go. Um, was it... Um, it's for... City Hall Culture? City Hall Culture, exactly. Yeah. Do, do you think, in your personal opinion, that counselors receive too many perks? For example, TTC passes, parking passes housing allowances and stipends, uh, dental benefits, health benefits, et cetera. And my, and my question, not to take away from Ebony, but my question is, one second, sorry. Uh, so can you, as- Can you guys with me? I was looking for my headphones so I could isolate the noise. I'm- As some of you may or may not know, um, there is a public outcry to fire interim city manager, Tracy Cook. And I'm just wondering, do you agree with this or not? And why? Um, Philip, do you want to start? Uh, yeah. Um, do you have any preference for which question I answer first? No, nope, that's up to you completely. So uh, I believe Ebony's question was about uh, the perks that counselors receive. Uh, what's very interesting is uh, <laughs> I'm sort of, as someone who would not support this person as, you know, as mayor now based on what they were, but uh, in 2010, I did vote for Rob Ford. And that was a big part of me voting for him was, well, my political ignorance. But one of the things I did see was a video that he took where he was talking about all these perks and benefits that city councilors got. You know, he was pulling out these cards. He's like, we make so much money. Why do we get this for free? He's pulling them out. Um, you know, obviously Rob Ford didn't do anything about getting rid of those perks because they, they still exist for, for councilors. But I mean, it was a good message. It was like, it was part of his whole, you know, gravy train, you know, whatever. And, um, yeah, I do feel like there's there's too many perks to um, like city councilors do get paid very well. Like they can um, they can afford to like not have you know they can have less perks. I'm not opposed to to that. Uh, yeah, I don't think they're necessarily um, deserving. Really, um, they get paid well enough. As to your question about um, Tracy Cook, I my my knowledge on that is pretty limited. I actually did ask, um, as you know, talking to Corey before we started, um, I'd ask uh, Adam, he's running in Ward 11, I believe, University of Rosedale, um, about the Tracy Cook situation because I, I hadn't actually been, I heard her name. I knew she had been involved with like the, the encampment sweeps, which of course in itself, in my mind is disqualifying. Um, but I, I hadn't been, made too much aware but there's no there's no reason that she should have just been so so easily rubber stamped into the role like i think the only person who voted against her appointment was uh, josh matlow did not need to be such a unanimous there needed to be more opposition to that like there's no reason she should be in that role thank you uh corey go ahead yeah sure so i, I agree with philip um for the for the most part um i uh I think that uh, city councillors should make the average wage of workers across the city, the people that they're supposed to be representing. So I think, yeah, them receiving over $100,000 or whatever it is, I think it, um, it it incentivizes people to also go for the position based on on the money and, and, and also um, uh, puts them into, I guess, uh, a different social sphere than, than the majority of the city, econ socioeconomic sphere than, uh, than, than the majority of the city. Um, yeah, as far as housing allowances and all that stuff goes, well, I, I mean, I hope they live in the city if, they, if they're working for city council. 
I don't know why they should be given special accommodations um, over uh, over many people who can't who cannot afford housing in the city, um, and 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 those that can often have inadequate housing. So I don't know why they would have that. Uh, and and same thing for TDC passes that we all have to pay to get to work. Um, I don't I don't know why they, they should be treated uh, special. I mean they're there to serve the city. They should be paid, like I said, an average worker's wage, which should be enough to survive and 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 really enough to thrive in the city. It should be. Um, and so I think that that that, that should be um, the restriction or the or the, the expectation on 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 um, what counselors receive for their for their service. Um, in terms of Tracy Cook, uh, I'm not super well versed on on the situation either. I do know that um, that she was involved in the in the, in the planning and, and coordination of the of the violent encampment clearings that happened last uh, over last summer, um, and uh, and is a former police officer. And I think I think we see this often. Um, it's almost like a club within city city hall of the people that get these roles um, to have quite powerful decision making power. Sorry, quite yeah, quite meaningful decision making power in, in city hall and in, in the back rooms who are not elected officials who are not uh, subject really to scrutiny, um, other than like a major audit or something like that. So so I, I don't know. Just like John Burnside, who ran in the previous uh, city election, did not win, and then was immediately given a, a manager position in in city hall. Um, so, and it was also involved in the, in the violent encampment clearings. Um, I don't think, uh, as I said, I'm for abolishing the police, but I, I, I really don't think we need police in city hall. They're already quite close to, um, to city officials and, um, and they, they, you know, we, we need, we need to have constructive, positive, um, goals in mind for addressing the issues that people in the city face and the city and the, 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 the land itself faces in the city. And then, so yeah, I'm I'm, I'm really for uh, I think democratizing the process of who becomes managers and really bringing um, uh, citizens and, and community groups into into city hall. Um, yeah, that's what I would say about that. Thank you so much. And uh, you guys are in agreement, but this is where we're supposed to debate this. You guys have any anything else that uh, you want to add on 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 the topic of the culture at city hall? Would you like me to? <laughs> I I was thinking to myself. Oh, sorry. Um, Corey, would you like to go first? If you want, Philip, you can okay. go first. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, here's my concern. Uh, I think we might be in agreement with a lot of stuff, uh, <laughs> um, to be honest. Uh, my concern, uh, it would have been nice to have um, uh, Parthi here, because I, like, I, I've met Parthi. He's come on, or, like, he was canvassing and I met him. I know there's some stuff that I would disagree with him on. It would have been nice if Gary Crawford could have come because I feel like there would have been so many, like a lot of disagreements with, oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I see it. <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's, it's great because now we will, me and Corey and I will be able to differentiate between each other uh, along the way, but um, man, it would have been nice. I mean, I didn't expect Gary Crawford and that's out of arrogance to him, not as like uh, an insult to you, if you know what I mean. I understand. Uh, but yeah, so um, another, you know, I sort of thought, I know there's been a lot of conversation about, um, actually, you know what, uh, I'm going to let Corey, uh, Corey start if he has any thoughts. Uh, the only thing I, I really wanted to mention, or I guess the one thing I kind of wanted to mention was about, um, about the city's uh, facilitation of, of, um, of, of land uh, use, um, mostly for developers and, and for corporate use. And just the connections between uh, city council and, and city hall and, um, and corporate developers and how um, it facilitates sort of the, the predatory um, practices that, that are being seen across the city um, in taking advantage of the people there. And that, um, that that really needs to be addressed, that it shouldn't be developers and, and, and people who are looking to only profit from the people, the working people and, and everyone really who lives in the city. Um, and that it should be the, actually the people who live here who should be closest to City Hall, who should be involved in, in the decision making that affects their daily lives and, and, and their communities that they that they that they want to live in, live in and build. So um, so that's a major concern for mine and something I would definitely look to address um, if elected. Absolutely. And uh, we'll uh, move along to category number two, which is crime. So Ebony had to step out. So I'm going to read her question for her, for you, for her. Uh, in terms of crime, what kinds of uh, urban design or neighborhood upgrades uh, would you, uh, 
would you put forth to see happen um, that would improve, I guess, the overall uh, uh, crime rate? And my question, sorry, uh, my question is that one of your opponent, or one of, sorry, one of the mayoral candidates predicated on him uh, getting the mayor's chair uh, intends to bring back carding and uh, for for a tool for the police to use and i'm just wondering how do you respond to this and why so uh philip went last time so Corey, why don't you take this one sure thanks um so uh, i'll just address carding first uh carding is a has been a racist practice um it's been used to specifically target minority and especially uh minority youth uh in this city um, it's, it's an excuse for the police to harass and, and really uh, detain anybody uh, they choose to, um, which, they, which they definitely shouldn't have. Um, so I'm, I'm totally against it. And, uh, and yeah, it, it's just one more, one more tool that can, that can be used to just harass and, and um, oppress uh, communities and neighborhoods within the city um, that, are, that, are, that are suffering that maybe um, maybe ha do have higher crime rates or whatever, but they probably also have, uh, not also, they do have um, higher, have poverty rates um, and, and other social ills. So, in, and then to go into how to address urban design, um, I think there needs to be a serious investment in, like I said, social housing. I think everyone deserves the right to a, a modest home. And I think that alleviating, uh, like pulling people off of the street or just alleviating that stress of, um, of meeting of meeting your needs, I think that will help to uh, to decrease crime a lot, um, but not all of it. I mean, obviously, uh, there's organized crime and such things. So, so along with putting people in housing, we also need to strengthen communities and make sure that they're um, supported to, to be as healthy as they can be. And that's through like community centers, community programs, making sure healthcare care is adequately funded. And I know that's not exactly a municipal issue; it's it's federal. And administered by the province, but still, this the city, the, the hospitals, and the, and the doctors, and the, and the dental care is happening within this city, and so that needs to be that needs to be addressed if it's not adequately meeting the needs of the people who live here. Um, there should not be any private healthcare in in this city. Um, it shouldn't matter how, how rich you are, um, if you if you need healthcare, you should be able to get it, and it, and and you, no one should have an advantage because they have more money. Um, so that's something that the, the the city could look at regulating. Same thing with education. Education needs to be adequately funded. Our public school system has been um, chronically underfunded and unsupported for 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 decades. Again, um, many many schools are are under maintained and and in backlogs of work that are actually putting students and teachers and staff at risk. Um, so so those are things that we need to address to um, create healthy and um, and uh, const and constructive uh, communities. So that's what I would look at doing, um, as well as trying to empower community groups to address issues themselves um, of, of petty crime, um, to look at um, models like restorative justice as well, uh, and away from incarceration and away from um, uh, you know state violence against people, trying to 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 say to give people a chance at at having a quality life and not not just pushing them into a system which just precipitates the, the same sort of um, uh, criminal activity or, 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 or whatever, or, or, or like a hole that you can't get out of because you have no way of, of working due to criminal record or you have no way of finding a job because you don't have skills or, or connections to make that happen. Uh, that's, that's the kind of thing that I wanna try and work on and, and develop in communities. And, um, and yeah, and also set a good example at, at City Hall um, you know, that's, that's against corruption, that's against exploitation, um, and, 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 and try to lead by example in that sense, um, instead of what we have now where the people of Toronto often are just left on their own in the wilderness to survive. Thank you so much. Uh, Philip, go ahead. Uh, you know, uh, as I mentioned to you when uh, we did our, uh, our interview, um, the source of, the main source of crime is poor material conditions or you know that's that's my understanding of it anyways and so it really is all the things Corey is saying you know happy healthy communities they have less crime 
and and that's that's what we should strive for uh better better social services that that work uh jobs that people can get uh assistance rate assistance rates that people can live on and again uh as Corey had sort of mentioned a lot of this these concerns and thoughts aren't necessarily municipal level um things we can solve but at least we can be advocates as as city councilors we could be advocates for uh increasing rates to the province um about the the federal disability benefit we could uh be advocates and saying you know guys it needs to happen like that sort of thing uh i think a big concern might be of course federalization the our our distribution of powers or things that we want to change to be better but they're not within our our scope to be able to but um yeah material conditions we need better social services um we just need to make our communities happier like bottom line happier communities that just they work and people can live in them they're not struggling uh you know i've talked about uh a municipal minimum wage that ties with the living wage because it just we can't just be working just to pay rent and food and to keep working it's it's exhausting it, it you don't get anywhere in life and that's how a lot of people in scarborough are living and that's again that's when people turn to crime when their life sucks and they see no hope there's nothing they can do about it material conditions that's my answer to um it's not perfect to which specific services or community stuffs but improving material conditions uh as for carding am i allowed to ask you and uh which i mean i i think i know which mayoral candidate you're talking about it's it's um, pub it's publicized i'm not breaking any confidence it's blake acton oh yeah so yeah 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 yeah. like I, I i knew you were talking about blake acton um but yeah Corey sort of nailed it um i believe matthew you've uh you talked about in our in our interview where you sort of had the idea that there are good uses for it and my my sort of thought of that is we're sort of trusting police officers if there are good uses for it we'd be trusting individual police officers to make that decision, like to use it in a good way. And I don't know if I trust Toronto police to, to act in a way that would be like with the tools available to them. I, I feel like it sounds bad. Uh, I wouldn't expect them to act honorably, if that makes sense. I understand. Uh, like it's, it's not a, there's no positive interpretation of how I'm saying that, but um, no, I, I would disagree with bringing back carding. Well, thank you. Uh, and uh, before we move on to the next category, anything else you guys want to add on this topic? I uh, I don't know about Corey, but I, I feel like we nailed it. <laughs> I feel like uh, we <laughs> I think got some good you, stuff I, going. I think you did too. Okay, let's move on. Uh, this is a lot easier with less candidates as you'll see when you watch the mayoral uh, debate <laughs> um so housing crisis um i don't know if ebony can hear me um but oh no um i'll i'll just read her question for her um and then i'll read you mine so her question is should abandoned buildings be reappropriated as land to build shelters where or when are are we going to be able to build the affordable housing? And my question is, uh, obviously, you, you guys are aware we have a housing crisis in the city of Toronto. I'd like to know if you would support introduction of a rent freeze and or legalization of rooming houses and i'd love to hear your thoughts uh corey you went first last so philip why don't you take this one uh sure so as you said we are in a housing crisis no questions asked uh the dream of home ownership for a lot of people is just a dream i mean we should call it that because it is unrealistic it's not going to happen because 
uh, we've let, because we've let it sort of slip away. We've just let, we just stopped building houses um, and we've started sort of letting landlords dictate, like we got rid of rent control on the new, on new units. I mean, that's the province I know, but, um, but it's just, it's unreal. It's unreal how expensive rents are. It's unreal how much starter houses cost in the city. It's insane. Um, yes, I believe we should be introducing, um, you know, these sort of, I guess, missing middle builds as they call them. Like, I think they should be building old school apartment buildings like they built in the 60s and 70s, um, more co-op housing. Uh, Sorry, Matt, I think you had said a second thing that wasn't specifically uh, about. So I said uh, rent freeze and or uh, legal legalization of rooming houses. Yeah, so definitely, um, you know, for the rooming houses specifically, council would repeatedly be like, instead of just doing it, instead of just just making it happen. It's they keep sending it back to, you know, get more reports on it, more reports. Uh, this is, I think this is also partially a city hall culture question, but you got to chill on reports. You got to make decisions. And that includes, you know, the legalization of homing, <laughs> multi-room housing, you know what I mean. Um, and if we could get a rent freeze, once again, I, I do believe that is, a provincial responsibility but if we could get a rent freeze obviously that would be 100 i'd be interested in that um and as for uh ebony's question um the hard thing is it's like yes we we need more more shelters temporary shelter spaces for the unhoused right now especially because i don't know what building or what shelter it is right now. Um, I had seen this timeline that was about um, them them building more more housing, but they were like shutting down a shelter in September, and then these units would be available in the spring. They're leaving people out in the cold in the winter, specifically, like the deadliest season of all. It just it blows me away. We need obviously we need to figure out how to get unhoused people into homes. So the only reason I like make that I, I specify is we do need shelters for for temporary uh, reasons, um, not as a long-term solution. Obviously we need to get the unhoused into housing, but yeah, um, if we have abandoned buildings that Toronto can purchase to like increase our, our housing stock in that way and and start with shelters and move towards proper housing. Yeah, absolutely. That we should do that. Thank you. Corey? Oh, you're muted. Thank you. Once again, letting me know. Uh, yeah, so I'm I'm very on board for introducing a rent freeze in the city. Uh, as I said earlier, I believe that I, I'm, a, I'm a big pusher of social housing. I think that we should be trying to drive for-profit housing out of the city and, um, and convert um, those uh, that cor those corporate housings and those, those multi-unit landlords uh, landlordships or whatever into uh, into social housing of one kind or another, cooperative or, or public housing. Um, but uh, but in the meantime, if, if a rent freeze was introduced, I would definitely support it. Um, I think that rents uh, maybe even a rent reduction because rents are just uh, along with the cost of a, of, a, of housing like or, or of single family housing like um, Philip mentioned. Um, rents have also skyrocketed. They've kind of gone up and down, but they're they're they they're way higher than anything any other inflation in the city or in the country even. Um, so it's a it's a problem not just in Toronto, not just in Canada, but but around the world as um, as housing has turned more into a commodity. So I would definitely support a rent freeze. Um, in terms of rooming housing, uh, and then this kind of ties into my sort of position on on shelters as well. Is that I don't think it's ideal. I mean, we already have rooming housing uh, for students, I believe. Um, maybe they call it student housing. I don't know what the difference is really, um, but it's just like a, a, I guess, a home where, where people have multiple rooms in it and share have a shared common space. Um, and I think that it is, it is. It may not be legal, but it is already happening in, in parts of Scarborough. I know when I ran in Scarborough Agent Court, it was an issue up there that multiple people brought to me about rooming housing. Um, 
it was it's it's sort of an interesting issue because it's not not great quality housing. I don't think that long term people want to be exactly maybe, well. Some people may want to do cohabitation. They want may want to live with their friends or, or live with um, who, other people. Um, and and but I think that a lot of people would like to have their own space. Um, and so I don't think that uh, the rooming housing is is the most ideal situation. Um, but I do think that in the meantime, until we can um, provide modest uh, quality housing to everybody, I think that it is a viable option and that it just should be regulated and should be ensured that people who are living in, in, in rooming housing um, are being respected and are, are, are not having health risks in their apartment, are not having um, issues with landlords or, or whatever. I think that, that that needs to be regulated and, uh, and, and watched for. Because I think that um, you, ha you have situations where, where people are living in, in in, in, in confined spaces and, and it's just not it's just not it's just not right to, to treat humans like that to treat other people like that in my opinion if we can avoid it like i like so this ties into my shelter thing i i, I think shelters are a band-aid solution i don't they're not a solution at all just a band-aid um to address a, a, a houselessness crisis in the city a poverty crisis in the city um and so we, we really shouldn't be looking at expanding uh shelters in my opinion we should be moving right into expanding housing um but but in, if there's an emergency and, and if there's a crisis and, and there's not enough rooms for not enough beds for people in, in the shelter system and we have no other immediate way of providing those beds then then yes I I am on board with um with taking over unused buildings and uh, and converting them into temporary shelters I suppose I mean a great example of this is is I think I don't know if it was 2014 um but I think there was a there was a, a really bad winter and, there, and the shelter system was overburdened and there was a debate at city hall and even at the provincial and federal level about opening the city armory, which is just an empty building, uh, to house the the overflow of um, people experiencing houselessness and 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 the mayor John Tory at the time voted against it. Uh, you have to you have to check the year because I'm not sure on the year. Um, but Gary Crawford also voted against it, our councillor. So they basically left people out on the street to die when an empty building was just sitting there, and their excuse was that it was. Um, it was not clear who who was responsible for for opening the doors of this building, which I think is just ridiculous. Um, uh, City Hall needs to take more action when when people's lives are at risks, and uh, and should do so, even if it's a, a risk to their their own position, I suppose. Um, yeah, and when and where are we going to get affordable housing? Um, I think we should be fighting for it everywhere. I think all these corporate developments should be turned into social housing. Um, you know, it's possible. Maybe we can't just ex expropriate them because of the, the legal system that we're in, but we can put higher taxes on corporate landlords and on, um, and on multi-unit landlords uh, and, and just make it, make it unprofitable for them to, uh, to, to continue to exploit people in the city and then put that money into acquiring and uh, developing social housing. Um, so that's, yeah, that's my answer to those questions. Thank you very much. Uh, Philip, do you have anything to add? Um, I do. I do just want to say. I want to say in defense of like the uh, the multi room housing. Uh, I think there are people who would choose to live in that that sort of way. Um, like not just like students. Of course, students is a, a good example. And yeah, I know. Even though things are, it's uh, it is happening. I know it's happening. Um, it's still better if it's legalized. You know, just like so there aren't problems that come from that. Um, and of course, there are just like people who are who are closer to their families, I think, who would like sort of that that setup, the the room and the shared amenities sort of setup. Like I personally, I don't I don't think that would be the setup that I would want. But I think uh, I think the important thing is um, that things just do need to get built. And I, I think there are people who would who would choose to build that. And I think there are people who choose to live there. And that's that's all I'll say about in defense of, of the rooming house. Anything you want to add, Corey? Yeah, and I would say I don't disagree with that. Um, I, I would just say that uh, the people shouldn't have to live there because of economic situation. Um, um, yeah, but definitely that it should be an option for people that want to live in that, in that um, housing, uh, in that type of housing. Okay. And uh, with that, we move to the last category. It's uh, the budget. So I'll read Ebony's question first and then mine second. Hey, I'm here. Uh, oh, Ebony. Sorry. Yes, please go I'm ahead and, and, and join us. And uh, the last question about the budget. Go ahead. Okay. Um, 
I've got here. Should we defund the police and take the uh, money from their side of the budget and reintegrate it into the affordable housing initiative instead or elsewhere? Can I do a Coke soup? And then, and then my question would be, how would you fix the budget for the city? Please cite two examples of what you would do. Uh, Corey, go ahead. Yeah, so in, in uh, we should definitely defund the police and put those resources, not just defund them, but take uh, police stations as well and, and turn them into uh, community centers or whatever else can be used by the community uh, in a positive way. But yeah, we should definitely uh, defund the police and put that money into both social housing, um, but also social services to um, to better um, to better uh, help people in need instead of uh, instead of sending police to help people that are in crisis, uh, you know, mental health or, or otherwise. Um, we should have social workers um, be doing that, and we we should be paying them well. It's it's ridiculous that um, the, the Ford government put a one percent wage cap on public service workers but exempt police and fire from that wage cap. It's a totally sexist law. Um, the city should have done more to fight against it. I know that unions are fighting against it currently and um, and they have my full support. And uh, and I think that, yeah, so I think that that's, that's what we should be doing with, with that, that part of the budget. Um, so what I would, how would I fix the Toronto budget? Um, well, I would, Taking money from police is a, is a big cornerstone. Um, but we should definitely be setting up funds to, to, to build social housing. Um, when, I, when I challenged the, um, the, the Gerard Quarry uh, development, uh, Gary Crawford cited that the, you know, we didn't need social housing because, uh, because we already have some in Scarborough, it's not too far away. But if you look at the social housing, the co-op, sorry, co-op list, uh, they're all closed across the city. Their wait lists are closed. Um, unless you have a special way of, of getting on the wait list, I believe it's totally inaccessible to um, to anyone uh, in this city now. So we need to we need to seriously set up investment for that, um, to, and 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 to facilitate the acquisition of, of properties to that. So so that's part of, that's where a major section of the budget should go. Uh, another big issue is infrastructure, uh, specifically transit. I think that. Um, that as you, as you said, as uh, Philip said, we need to get stuff done. I think that transit goes back and forth all the time in the city. And I know, again, it's reliant on money from the province and, and federal as well. Um, but we need to we need to make sure that they were properly serving, adequately serving the uh, the people in the city and in Scarborough Southwest um, so they can get to where they need to go, um, that they're not stranded out in the middle of nowhere um, for, for an hour or for whatever, but that also that we have just quality uh, infrastructure like the Scarborough RT is falling apart, and I know they're they're going to tear it down, and they have the subway going through now. But there's going to be years where there's there's no adequate service in in, in Scarborough, in, in the North Scarborough. I know we're running in Scarborough Southwest, but we're, we're councillors in the entire city, and um and it's not like if part of the city is suffering that other parts aren't going to suffer as well. So we need to we need to make sure that we we properly plan and um and invest in infrastructure, not just not just public transit, but also things like bike lanes. Uh, park spaces, community centers, um, uh, sporting facilities, uh, all those kinds of things. There needs to be major, um, that needs to be a major section of the budget, in my, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll just leave that there. Go ahead, Philip. I mean, so that was, uh, I wasn't doing like a weird, uh, like W symbol. I was, I was doing three for line three because like that, uh, I talked to Matthew about it. The dithering around like what to do with line three has resulted in uh, it's going to get shut down for eight years. It'll be shuttle buses and shuttle buses are completely inadequate. And, you know, the further you sort of go from the subway infrastructure, the, the harder it is traveling on the TTC. Um, I realize this isn't really about the budget, but I, I, I thought Corey brought up a good point because, you know, we are going to get screwed with the shutdown of line three. And that does affect Scarborough Southwest. Like that's still in our ward. Like obviously it goes further than the ward. Um, it affects students. University of Toronto, Scarborough campus is like there. Like it's just, it's a shit deal. And um, God, one of those things are, I wish Gary Crawford were here so I could ask why there wasn't, why nobody was on city council who cared what happened with the line three. Um, 
to make sure a plan was in place more readily, properly, that wouldn't screw over so many people. Uh, they really fucked up on the line three. Um, now, for Ebony's question specifically, um, I did mention before that I would like to take um, the amount that I'd stated was $400 million from the Toronto police. Um, you know, and yeah, that's, that's to go into social housing, social services, because as I said, it's material conditions that are the, the source of crime. And I, you know, I do imagine if you say out loud, you want to take away money from the police that people would accuse you of being soft on crime. But of course I would argue that, you know, trying to combat the source of crime would make you strong on crime, really. Um, now, I think Corey had a better, more specific answer of like where that money would go. Um, but yeah, I would, I would take $400 million at least from the Toronto police. Um, if I want to be more cynical, so 400 million is what I would want to do. Um, if I'm talking realistically, you're fighting the rest of council, um, you're fighting the mayor, uh, I would say at the very minimum, fight any budget that gave them an increase at all. Because you know that's sort of what will be proposed. Uh, because every year they ask for more money. And it's not like their success has ever improved, but they ask for money. My very minimum is zero dollars. Uh, my desire, of course, is more, 400 million, but minimum zero dollars. Uh, as for, for your question specifically, um, actually, sorry, could you, could you phrase your question again for me? Yeah, so I, I asked, uh, how would you fix the budget for the city? Uh, please cite two examples of what you would do. Obviously, that wouldn't fix the budget, but it, you know, it's in the right direction of it. Right. So I guess like one of my answers is the police, you know, taking 400 million, that's a significant amount of money. Um, and also like canceling security, those security contracts that are made just to harass the unhoused people in parks. Like what a waste of money. Uh, we're constantly saying we can't afford, uh, we can't afford good things, but we can afford easily security contracts to harass unhoused people because because we don't, we don't care. Like societally, we don't care. Um, it's just, it's, it's cruel. It's needless. Um, I would cancel those, those contracts. They're, they're garbage. Um, and I, I feel like the uncomfortable truth that it's like the, the hard thing to say, I feel like if anyone says, uh, that they can improve social services or city services, uh, without increasing taxes, um, they're lying to you. Um, I do believe we need to, and that's, that's the hard sell, right? Um, I do believe we need to increase, uh, property taxes. Um, it's, it's, it, again, it is a hard sell. Um, but that's, that's how you fund services. Um, and of course our, our, our budget, we also need to not reward. We need to not reward mediocrity. Uh, what I said with the police. But also something that uh, you had brought up with the the huge the TTC is uh, facing a deficit, and then they gave a huge bonus to the CEO. Uh, that doesn't make sense. Why? What? That that just doesn't financially make sense. You're heading for a deficit, and then you give the C CEO a bonus. A bonus for what? What is that for? Um, so I, I feel like. We don't reward mediocrity. Um, we we fund things that prevent crime, which is not the police. And um, unfortunately, we increase taxes. Thank you. Uh, so since I let Philip start, I'll let Corey close first. Corey, this is your opportunity to make a closing statement, anything that you want to say, and ultimately um, tell the viewers why on voting day, October 24th, they should vote for you. Go ahead. Sure. So I kind of wanted to address the uh, kind of what Philip was saying because it made me think a little bit. So I'll just throw that into my closing statement. 
Uh, just just um, around the taxing of, of a thing. I, I, I agree that property taxes should be increased, but I think that they primarily should be increased for, for the wealthy in this city. I think that um, that they that they uh, enjoy the most out of the city and that they should be paying the most to uh, to cover uh, other costs that are necessary for the city to be healthy and for it to function. Um, so so I agree with a, with a, a tax hike on property, but I think that primarily it should hit the, the wealthiest people in the city and the wealthiest uh, uh, corporations or institutions. Um, and so in my closing statement, um, I will say that I will not vote for any budget that includes money for the police. I will support other policy that takes that removes money from the police funding and resources and puts it into other places. But I will not vote for, for any budget that includes funding for the police, which only act to or primarily and majority act to harass and stigmatize and attack poor people in this city, minorities in this city, workers in this city. When people go on strike, it's the police that go there and protect the business and make sure that capital is still being made while workers are out on the line fighting for a decent job, fighting for a decent life. Um, when, when poor people have nowhere to go and they, they decide to set up camp on, on public land in a park or, or wherever, it is the police that attack them and remove them from land. Um, Activists, the same thing, people block rail blockades in solidarity with Wet'suwet'en or with whoever across this country, indigenous people who've been under attack for hundreds of years on this land. And um, it is the police that come and remove protesters and stop people from, you know, taking civic action and standing up for things they believe in. So I, I will not be supporting any police action who I believe are, are the, the, the arm of force of, of the capitalist state and of, of this city. Um, that is that is through my own personal experiences, as well as, uh, I think, historically, a, a historical precedent. So um, as you can count on, but at, for me at City Hall, why I would like your vote, I would like your vote for City Hall if, if you want workers to be supported in the city, if you want exploited and oppressed people to be supported in the city. I This is something that I, is dear to me and that I truly believe in. Um, I believe in protecting the environment and the habitats that keep us healthy in the city. I believe in, in, in properly funding and supporting infrastructure, which facilitates us having happy, healthy, and, um, and positive lives in the city. The city is a beautiful place, and, and it can be even, but it's not beautiful for everyone, and, and it really can be. We have the wealth, we have the resources, we have the expertise, um, we have the organizational capacity. We can make it that way if we choose, but we just, um, the leadership at City Council through, you know, through my entire lifetime, and I think, uh, since its existence, I would say, has, has not done that and has worked primarily for the wealthy and for uh, corporate interests. And I think that our outgoing mayor is a perfect example of that, who, who works worked as a CEO for Rogers, still receives money from Rogers while he's the acting mayor of, of this city. I think it's absolutely appalling. And, um, and those are things that, uh, that I want to change at, at, at City Hall if, uh, if elected. I'll fight to change. Like Philip mentioned, it'll be an uphill battle. I don't believe there will be um, that many people who, who who will be elected just because the people running currently, um, among them that I know about, there there are not that many people um, in each ward running on these kinds of issues. And so it, it will be an uphill battle, but I, I will try and um, do my best to address the issues that, that people in Scarborough face and people in Toronto face. Um, yeah, and, uh, and and we'll see what we can get done. And, and at the very least, I will hopefully point out all the contradictions and the terrible things that City Hall facilitates um, when, they, when they're given a mandate by the people of the city without standing up for the people of the city. Thank you. Thank you. Philip, go ahead. Uh, well, uh, I do want to say, uh, Corey, I appreciate getting to hear uh, some of your thoughts because, uh, you know, I, I haven't heard from you yet and it's it's cool, cool to get to meet you. Uh, I think it'd be great to collaborate with you at some point because uh, I think you got a lot of good ideas. I think we're on the same page for a lot of this stuff. Uh, the thing that I, I keep saying is uh, I consider myself a lower income person and you know the crushing weight of the city um, motivates me. And I would feel, I would feel that, that desire, that necessity to fix those issues, to make a, to make a city that works for everyone, not just the wealthy because they don't, they don't need the help and the city is already great for them. And uh, we can make the city great for everyone else. I think it can be done. Um, and I think, so in my mind, my key focus would be 
my key focus I keep stating is affordability of the city, things that we can do. Um, so as I've stated, I've had an idea of having a minimum wage that's a living wage. It's not quite enough. Um, obviously more needs to be done. I would like to introduce a um, municipal broadband alternative that's like owned by the city to, to provide a lower cost um, internet for people. Uh, and just, you know, competition for Rogers and Bell. The, the theory of course, is that competition brings down prices. So um, a public utility, yeah, let's, let's, let's get that. Let's get that going. Um, yeah, so uh, it's been great. Matthew, I appreciate getting to chat with you again. Like uh, what a great, what a great host. Ebony, it's good to meet you. I, I, I know, I don't know if you're floating around, but you know, I appreciate good questions. Um, you know, uh, me and Corey are on the same page, I think, on a lot of this stuff and little little bit of differences. Um, and I, I think it would be nice to, to work with that because um, I'm, I'm really, I'm having a good time. I feel like meeting other candidates, other people, um, you know, running a lot of them with the, the pure intent where they just want to make the city better to make the city work for everyone. And um, like, there's, there's a lot of candidates that I get the sense that that is, that is truly what they're going for. And it's, it's nice to collaborate with all of those people. Um, and Matthew, of course, it's, it's great that you're, you're giving us this platform uh, because it has, this election especially, as I've said before, has been so quiet. And we need, we need somebody to ask us these questions. Um, you know, obviously we can do as much as we can getting ourselves out there. Um, but obviously that's us presenting ourselves uh, at our best. So I appreciate your questions and I appreciate you uh, hosting this. Well, I appreciate both of your supports. Uh, you know, this debate was ultimately easier than the previous one um you know what for anyone who didn't attend this debate they missed out they missed out on hearing your ideas they missed out on hearing Corey's ideas and that's a shame they'll have to watch it on youtube but i really really want i really want to thank you guys for for coming and hanging in there i know we started late you know i really really appreciate you i i wish you guys nothing but luck on your campaign trail. I'm excited. I can't wait to see what happens next for the city of Toronto. E Ebony is, no, is... I was here listening. Um, I was muted because I was in the van with my kids. My one child is sick. We just had to go pick up some stuff for her to breathe better. But um, I heard your points and I, I was thrilled to be part of this. And I think that you both have a very level-headed approach to what's going on and that uh, the board will be beneficial but just to, to, regardless of which one of you win. I know your tummy hurts. So, so on behalf of Ebony and myself, thank you guys for attending and we're, uh, we're done. And uh, I, again, I just, I just thank you guys. Uh, both of your um, websites will be included in the show notes on YouTube and on Spotify and everywhere else except Apple. Um, and uh you know, like I said, we are excited for the future of Toronto. Thank you. Thank you.